If you're looking for a place in Denver to get your teeth cleaned, get some dental work done, check out the good folks over at Green Mountain Dental Group. When you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam with these guys right now, they're going to give you a free sonic air toothbrush. It's as easy as that. Schedule a cleaning x-ray exam, walk out of Green Mountain Dental Group with a free sonic air toothbrush, a top-of-the-line electric toothbrush. It's going to keep your teeth healthy for a long time to come. So hit those guys up today, Green Mountain Dental Group. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush. What a throwback. Oh, man. You know what this song is called, Eric? It's called uh, The World is Shut Down, so we have no options. It's called The Vibes Are Immaculate. No, it's called, it's called, it's called Jimmy Buffett. Shopping for slacks. Oh, <laughs> shopping for snacks. The vibes are indeed immaculate. What is up, everybody? And welcome in to the Wednesday mailbag, the live mailbag edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We could have done a regular podcast, but we said no. No. We were going to go live for our audience and answer their very questions right here on our YouTube channel. And to do that, we brought in the man with the hat backwards hiding the wind in his hair, Harrison Wind. I feel like this song was the song we played to convince ourselves that the world was not a terrible place <laughs> and was not ending. Totally. It's a total vibe. It's the world is not ending yeah. vibe. That's a good vibe. Yeah. That's that is a good vibe. vibe. And then the man with the beautiful hat shipped Ooh. all the way from down under. It's yeah. D-Line. I feel the pain of everybody, all of our Australian brethren that uh, talk about ordering shirts from us. So I, I played quite a bit of money to have this shirt. <laughs> this hat shipped to me. Your hat has been the talk of Nuggets Twitter today. Oh, the talk is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I've had multiple people. This is no joke. I've had multiple people copy your tweet and send it to me and ask where they can get that hat. <laughs> Why would they just ask me? They don't want to well, talk to I'm me. I'm asking you now, right on the show. No, or, I got it from Culture Kings, which oh, it turns out is a retailer in Australia. <laughs> but really, I got it. I got it from the Graham. You got it from the gram? Ah, the gram. Yeah. It turns out I order things from the gram and they either come from China or Australia, but never the US. <laughs> now, when, when you order stuff from the gram, it's like a 50% chance it's going to get to you. Uh, lower than that. I was, there was this pair of like, sure, the gram is funny because if you do ever like even click on those links, that's all you're getting is closed ads from there on out, like more so than you oh, just yeah. like updates. And I saw one that was, a pair of shorts that I was like, oh man, those look cool, like athletic shorts. And I went on to read some reviews and they're like, they are tiny. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you gotta order seven <laughs> sizes larger than what you think. Oh, like, I got a medium. jacket from yeah, I got a jacket from China once and it was like a kid's medium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I always thought that was funny. Did Adam get a haircut? No. Well, I got it a couple days ago. So yes, but oh, it's, it's, it's a couple days old. This is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> we got people in the chat uh you know some optimism here i see evan mckee says the world is not ending yet i'm very optimistic like, that intro plus that song like really takes me to a dark place like, it, make, it makes yeah. me want to spend a whole day eating jelly beans it's just like doing else. <laughs> the one thing i do miss though from quarantine eric is your video updates um yes you descended oh, yeah. into madness those were very good <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know it's uh it's too bad i never rebounded yeah you never did you know? i just died <laughs> just the descent you peaked at that that very moment guys so we have a bunch of nuggets questions and some of them are good and i can't wait to get to them we'll also take questions live here so if you're in the chat and you have something for us throw it in the chat we'll try to like mark it or remember it or whatever actually yeah just throw it in the chat we'll we'll shout them out as we go but first there was a wind chime that came in today a wind chime. It, was a gusty. it was a nice calm day but there was a gust of wind that that blew across the front range sometime around noon harrison you want to fill us in yeah so there's gonna be a lot more fans in ball arena double the amount of fans in ball arena to be exact uh so for nuggets and abs playoff games this is starting in the playoffs the capacity at ball arena going from 22 percent to 42 percent so from 4,000 fans to almost 8,000 fans. We have more drops when I when we're doing it over stream. Oh, yeah. we're, wow. That, did you get you by the Nickelodeon pack? <laughs> the Nickelodeon pack. Yeah, they say hell yeah, yeah there. Um, that's, honestly, it's funny because my reaction to this when I saw it was like, hell yeah, exactly like that. And then I was like 45% or 43, whatever it is. I'm like, man, that still sucks. Yeah, it does. I, I as a man who recently went to uh, 
Ballerina to watch the Nuggets lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I felt like there could have been more people in the in the stand, and I felt like I was cheering for, you know, ten. I feel like I felt like my boos had to take on the the strength and the personality of ten more fans. And <laughs> well, there, yeah, well, luckily I was up of, for the There's test. a lot of pressure on you now as yeah. a fan because you you like you said you've got to make up for the mm-hmm. the other three fans that aren't there for every four. So. You got a lot of pressure on your shoulders. You know, it, it, it's really only the the finest of uh, the fine, per, like, shine through. <laughs> but honestly, so what is the capacity at right now, Harrison? The capacity right now is 4,050 fans, which is 22%. So we're about double that. I mean, it's a little less, yeah. but we'll just call it double. What impact do you think that will have? I mean, you're the guy that's been to the arena multiple times now. What impact do you think doubling the number of current fans will have? I think it's going to have a huge impact. I really feel like it's going to go from feeling like there's still really nobody there Mm. to actually feeling like there's fans there because yeah, there's, there's around 4,000 people there right now, but people are so spread out. It really seems like there's still nobody there. I'm just thinking about how the players are, are, are thinking about it. And from their perspective, doubling that, I mean, it's going to look like a regular game, not a regular sold out game, but, you know, like a, a regular weekday night game against the Timberwolves, like the amount of fans the Nuggets would normally get for that. That's the amount of people that are going to be in the building. So I think it's going to make a big difference. Eric, are you going to we got a question in here already from uh, one of our homies from down under. Is D-line going to be one of the 7000? I don't know. I uh, this year of Nuggets fandom is has made me very conflicted with how I want to spend my Nuggets games because I enjoy watching them at the D and VR bar so very much, but yeah. I also like being in the stadium. I don't know what to do. I, uh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. I'll definitely go to at least one. I don't. Know, maybe I'll go to all of them. I don't, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is kind of funny, man. Like we've talked about this so much, and look, we're biased in like the D and VR bar is our place. It's like. It's like the Denver sports version of Central Perk, the the from Friends, like the little hangout. Like we do well, have definitely the goddamn game. If you put in those <laughs> oh, come off it! You you could hate Friends and still appreciate the set that they are that they have. Like it's just a place you feel like you come in, you sit on the couch, like you know you know a lot of the people, and if you don't, you get to know them, and then the game gets yeah. going and everybody's cheering. It's just and honestly, being at the arena when it's full, okay, nothing beats it, of course. But right. I kind of feel like being there when it's not full. I'd rather be at the DNVR bar. Uh, Josh says I'm I'm definitely a Phoebe. You know what, Josh? You you might have a point. Yeah. Eric's definitely a Chandler. Come on. I do. I've been been called a Chandler my whole goddamn life. Maybe this is why I hate this. Like the fun, the funny one is always the Chandler, the funny one of the friends. It is. Oh. We I think we talked about this one time about how you always back in the day. I was like in middle school when Friends was at its apex, but everybody would be like, "Which ones are we?" And we're none of them. Like those are like very distinctly not middle schoolers. And uh, but you would force it, you'd shoehorn it in. Um, what other piece of news? Didn't we have another piece of news, Harrison? Wasn't there something else that came across? Um. I don't think so. Eric's hat and uh, the ball mm-hmm. arena capacity were the two major uh, oh, news yeah, items. Big today. day, big day. We do have something going on look right at, now. Look at, look at my like I've got. I've been asked here about my Jokic sculpture, which I got from Kenzo's uh-huh. Customs, and I wow. said I was buying it to the bar, but there's now now that I've had it in my possession, there's no goddamn way I'm going to bring it into the bar. This is for me and me alone. And then over my other shoulder, I have from our homie Alec Gwynn. My shirt came in. Um, Nicole oh, yeah. Jokic has a posse. <laughs> is Just this the, the first time you've ever bought somebody else's Nuggets shirt? No, dude, I have shirts all. I'm a shirt. I'm a shirtsman. I, okay, uh, <laughs> he is a shirtsman. I, I, I buy shirts all the time. I buy hats. I like. Uh, I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm all about the culture. Babe. I'm all about the NCU. Oh, so Harrison, you said that there was no news and you lied because I just scrolled both of our timelines here and lo and behold, what do I find? Oh, that's right. Uh, research from one Owen oh, yeah. today that uh, identified Nikola Jokic as the worst recipient of missed calls in the last two minute report. And not only has he been on the wrong end of missed calls in the final two minutes of close games, but he has double any other player in the NBA in such calls. And you would might think, well, maybe that's just because they're always in close games. No, 
the Nuggets right about average for most games of like of, with clutch time in them. Yet Jokic stands alone. And then you might think to yourself, Harrison, as I know you are, well, it's an outlier. It's one year. You know, we're talking short sample size. It could be no over the last five years, which is the entirety of the last two minute reports history. Jokic once again stands alone. Now, I. I can, we can do Eric's like laughing hysterically. I can't help it. The chat's so fucking funny. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Eric can't help himself, uh, but being in the chat, like on the live shows, he's in the chat. On the stream, you want to know a low feeling, Eric? Is like when I'm talking and I think you're just laughing at something I said, and I'm like feeling it, and I'm going harder and harder, and I throw to you, and you're like, it was something completely. Else. And I'm like, oh, what are we talking about? Oh, the Nuggets. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, low Jokic. feeling. <laughs> Uh, um, so uh, I'll go to Harrison on this one. Harrison, <laughs> Gail, what, like how many how many peppers did this make you? Do we have our peppers thing here? Yeah, we do. We have it. How many peppers were you uh, of anger when you saw this? I was in fuego. I was absolutely in fuego. <laughs> absolutely. Dude, this grinded my gears so badly. Like I was so pissed when this came out. You probably saw it in my tweets, but yeah, just like everything that we've been saying this entire season. And people are like, oh, don't get on the refs. Like, we don't want to be those guys who get on the refs. And we don't, but we've been saying it the whole season. And here's the data to back it up. And if this is what the last two-minute report looks like, I don't even want to know what the full 48-minute report looks like. Because (laughs) you know what it looks like? The, you know, the it NBA, looks like, it looks the, like the back of Jokic's arms is what it Right, is. exactly. Because the NBA does that, I've heard. Like, they do a full 48-minute No report. way, really? They only make the two-minute report public for, for some reason. I have no idea why it, it's still public. It, it blows my mind that they still put this two-minute report out there. It benefits nobody. Nobody would care if it went away. But can you imagine what the 48-minute report looks like? I mean <laughs> – so, so that's why, like, it, it got me so pissed this afternoon. It, just everything we've been saying this whole season and going back years and years, we were right. We were yeah, absolutely yeah. right. It, the the full forty-eight minute report is: Have you seen that video of the guy in court singing to the judge? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the full forty-eight report looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I love our righteous indignation. I love that we are it's like so outraged, and like, and then we're right. We should we're be. Right. <laughs> I yeah. know. Well, I don't. Did you mention like it's not just that he gets fouled; it's that he also gets called for fouls that he doesn't commit. It's <laughs> every um, time. In both, it it is as skewed on both sides. Like he just absolutely gets screwed by the refs in every possible way. It's amazing. It's it's funny too to think about though because. I, I do kind of laugh at the report because you do have that righteous indignation, right? Where you're just kind of like, oh, I told you guys. Like, yeah, it almost feels good, this report coming out. Like, ah, oh, we are so screwed all the time. And well, why? It doesn't make it. The last two-minute report really is just gives the, – the NBA created it is they're like, this will give things to talk about. There, it has nothing to do with transparency. It's just like, hey, this conversation. A thing. Literally, nobody, nobody would care if it just vanished one day. Yeah, if they just yeah. took it off the site, they never put it out again. Nobody would care. I have no idea why it's still a thing. Well, it's because yeah. you get off like if you're us, you just gonna walk around the next day like <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. And it would be it would suck if the report came out and it's like Jokic gets the most favorable calls and all of the MVP. Like, 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 damn it. Dude, if I was the MVP, no, I'd no, we'd say, Oh, he's called. the MVP, he should be getting favorable calls. That's what we say. <laughs> flip it. Immediately flip it. I love it. Um, that's so true. All right. Um, we're going to start taking some questions here and I just got one that I thought was pretty cool to kind of start off. That was in the chat. I'll probably, I'll try to find it and pull it up on the screen here after I, I read it off, but it was in the chat just now and says, did you guys feel better for Jamal Murray? Or did you feel better about Murray signing the max when he did, or will you projecting forward feel better if the Nuggets sign Michael Porter to a max? Like if you just kind of think about both things happening, what makes you feel better? I'll start with Eric on this one. Uh, let's see. Well, it's difficult to – I mean, so Jamal Murray's max didn't kick in until just this year, which was a nice talking point when he was, like, not playing well before. And he'd be like, well, it hasn't kicked in yet. He's not a max player yet all through this season. Uh, this hey, year, don't call me out like that. <laughs> everybody, everybody used that. I used that. Um so we actually got the bubble for free, basically. So we were way ahead. Um, Michael Porter 
I mean, I just want them to lock him up right now immediately. Like, I just need, I need them to make sure that he is going to be in Denver as, as long as possible. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I it, it's the same timeline, right? Like, this is the as long as Jamal Murray had been in the league before he got his max contract. I believe so. Yeah, the third after the third season, it's just weird because it's only his second playing, um, right. and because you know the world has been so weird. Like, what is a year? What is a week? What is a season? Um, <laughs> who but, are any of us? Who are we? Um, okay, what about you, Harrison? How are you going to feel <laughs> more confident in a Michael Porter extension this summer than you did when Murray signed his? Man, it's so tough because I feel like both guys are just absolute surefire max guys. I really feel like there's no second guessing it. It's just an automatic max for both of them. I would say um, I'd be a tiny bit more concerned about the Porter one, even though I think the Nuggets should absolutely max them. They probably will. It'd be the right decision 10 times out of 10. But there's still the injury thing. And like, yeah, he's been really healthy these last couple years, way healthier than I think anybody expected. But that still looms in the back of your head a little bit. Um, so, like, I feel great about both Maxes. I'd say the Porter one, slight, slight more concern. I know, which is funny because Jamal is literally injured. <laughs> yeah. yeah well. <laughs> uh, for me, for me, I will feel probably better about the Michael Porter Max than I will of the Jamal Murray one. And, you know, when the Jamal Murray Max happened, I was like, why? It's early. There was no risk. Like all of these different things. And lo and behold, Tim Conley was right again. It's <laughs> so often. <laughs> I think right. I'm right. And he was right. But, you know, obviously Jamal Murray went on to have just an incredible bubble run and, and elevate his game. And then I think all of us now are like, of course, he's a max player. But at the time, I wasn't so sure. To me, I have no question that Michael Porter Jr. is a max player. Michael Porter Jr. is so raw. As, a, as like a, a finished product. He is, what did he say the other day? He has three more levels or four more levels, like two or three more levels. Two underselling, three. Two, underselling it, he's wrong. He's got like eight more levels to his Dude, game. He doesn't realize. How can, how can someone so smooth be so raw? It's so true. It's the weirdest thing. And I look at it and I go, the version of him right now, in my opinion, is a max player. And the version of him that we're if you sign him to a max, you basically have six years of a five year max plus you have one you know this this one next year last year of his rookie deal like it's just so much time you have with him and I'm like imagine Michael Porter in five years assuming he's fully healthy it's really just an injury risk and I happen look I'm no doctor but we did have a doctor on our show not too long ago and he really made it sound like the risk for Michael Porter is a lot more about future end of career risks. And the risk now for his back is really more like most people, you know, it's just, yeah, if he yeah. takes a bad foul, he could foul or fall, he could hurt it. Um, so to me, I just look at it and I go, there's arguments to be made though. I am not going to make them now. And I don't really want to get into it now that there are arguments to me that Michael Porter's like average performance right now is better than Jamal Murray's average performance. Murray, of course, his peaks are insane, <laughs> but you can make that argument now going Ooh, forward. Right. I think no question. How do Explain. I'm a um, a dullard, as you know. Mm, I um, do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you able to house three max players on one NBA team without going into the tax, or is the tax is that essentially already put you into the tax? Well, the only thing I can tell you is that it's hard to get three players on a max, but Jokic is technically not on a max because he has bonuses built in. I know this because our buddy, the friend of the show, Keith Smith, talked about this today on on Twitter, and I saw it come up. And, and so there's like certain ways you have to finagle things. So I think Denver will have the opportunity to do it. The thing that's going to be difficult for Denver going forward, and over the summer we'll get more into the weeds on Denver's sort of salary cap structure. We have our friend Bronco Squatch, who's always a good, uh, uh, you know, a good resource for those. But the thing is, is Denver is going to spend an enormous amount of money on three players, and they probably are going to be one of those teams that has to find 12, 13 roster spots. But you know what? Don't you feel good about that? I mean, yes. you Jack, no. Jamal you Murray feel, two yeah. years from now, Jokic two years from now, Michael Porter two years from now, like, okay, just get role players on there. Totally. You know who you're going to have to find? You're going to have to find the next Tory Craig. You're going to have to pluck yep. a guy out of Australia. You're going to have to pluck Greg out of no Europe. Like – that is Tim Con. I mean, Tim Conley has a lot of specialties. That's his specialty. Relationships, specialty. finding guys like this. But this is like really his bread and butter, I feel like. 
I honestly, I've said this, I, I said this to, I was on Danny LaRue's pod. It should be dropping tonight. So you guys can check that out. The real GM pod. We did like Ooh. 90 minutes on the nuggets. It was fun. Um, but that was one of the points I made is like Tim Conley, he got a little lucky with Jokic. Like he gets credit for finding him this or that, but even he'd tell you, like, we thought he was good. We didn't think he was the MVP. Um, you know, even Jamal Murray a little bit was seven or whatever, but where he really has been consistently great is late lottery picks, end of bench trade guys, like all of that stuff. PJ Dozier, yeah, even just, I mean, F- uh, Compazzo, Dozier, Shaq Harrison, Malik Beasley, Rivers, Gary Austin Harris, Rivers. Austin Rivers turned out to be like a perfect, like they, he just has so many of those guys. So I I just feel like it, it'll work out for Denver if they can keep those guys healthy and keep them together for an extended run. Um, I just think Denver is in, Denver's in such a uh, an envious position right now, like, Michael Porter Jr. is such a clear max guy. Like you said, he's so uh, – what did you say, Eric? He's so raw, he's soft. Or no, I said how can someone so say smooth he's so, so raw? He's so, Wait a second. So <laughs> um, I, I was really – the comments fucked me up there. The comments – I, I, was, I was deep in the comments. Um, but, like, you can see the player – he can develop into so clearly and just the, the tools are there. The foundation is there. The desire is there. That's been one of my big kind of takeaways about Porter over the last couple of weeks and maybe the last month, just that desire and that work ethic and just that want to be one of the best is just burning inside of him. And you can really sense that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait. You feel it down, down his plums. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, the just watching the leaps and bounds he's made, like, you hope it's not one of those things where you increase so much so quickly and then plateau off. Like, you can't imagine with him. He just, like, gets every game. He seems to get better and better. That's so true. More confident, more confident. Like, his development is just, like, uh, I just don't – I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's, like, basically what, what Jamal did in the bubble. Where we spent all this time being, like, man, this dude's so inconsistent. And he's, like, what if I just scored 50 points a game? We're, like, oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. He's really good at that. He should continue to do it. We'll take a break. <laughs> On the other side, we're going to – I can't wait. One of my favorite questions we've ever received in the mailbox. What is Nikola Jokic going mailbox. to say at his MVP speech? I, think I love I know it. exactly what he'll say. We've gone from a mail bot or a mail bag to a mailbox. Really Dude, we're moving, moving, up. moving up in the world. Moving up. In the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager this week. Pick them up from your local liquor store. Pick them up from the Breckford Farmhouse. That Nuggets Skyline blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. You can't miss it. Great to sip on during Nuggets games. I'll probably sip on one tomorrow night. Uh, Nuggets at Timberwolves will be live pre and post game from the bar. Probably be sipping on a Mile High City Copper Lager then. I like a man that plans ahead to sip one beer. I like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sipping multiple. Beers. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, it's the best part of the song, guys. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> we just need to put Adam on, the, Adam on a one shot for this. Just the one shot. Uh, also, breaking news into the show, the landscape or the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yo, I've got mine right here. Look at this. Oh, wow, you right do here. have it right. Wow, I didn't realize look, you were doing that right here. That's uh, look so look, inappropriate. Uh, you know how they say uh, when, as soon as you buy a hammer, the whole world because it looks like a nail? So here's my one arm, <laughs> white hairy. And here's my other arm, <laughs> sleek and smooth. You're out here manscaping your arms. Okay. Yeah. Hey, All right. A lot now of uses Yeah. Um, different strokes for different folks. Uh, pick up that lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. You guys can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Very important. Have to use that code DNVR. You get 20% off at manscaped.com. Pick up that lawnmower 4.0 so you can shave your arms and other areas <laughs> of your body. Yeah. All that is man, which for me is my uh, What do you guys you guys want to talk about a man's man, Tom Selleck? I just got called Tom Selleck. I think it was an insult, but no. Yeah, Tom I Selleck was uh, was the boyfriend of. Uh, she was. He's supposed to get married. He wasn't. He wasn't a great. He didn't have a great character arc on Friends. Yeah, he's also like 
people that are like now 60 and older thought Tom Selleck was cool. <laughs> but anybody south of 60 is like, yeah, this yeah. old guy. Yeah, yeah, old no, guy. He was the old guy on Friends. And the Friends yeah. came out like 25 years ago. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, I got, okay, our favorite question. We're going to dive into it right now. And it comes from Jokic for MVP. And he asks, hey, guys. Oh hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, since Jokic is going to win MVP, how do you think his MVP speech will go? Will he be emotional or will he be joking around? Thanks. Ooh. Mm. I love this question. My, my so, first thought is, is he going to do something with the microphone? <laughs> like pretend to break the mic or like act like it's not working or something. I, maybe. I need to know how Harrison Wind would handle this moment. I feel like Harrison Wind and Jokic have similar dispositions. Would you, Harrison wow, Wind? This is the greatest compliment I've ever received. Would you, Harrison Wind, would you be emotional or would you just be, would you take it sort of like at a level? I'd be emotional for sure. Okay. I, I'd right. definitely get emotional. I mean, if there's one time to get emotional, it's when you're winning the MVP, I feel like. <laughs> MVP or winning the NBA Finals. You know I, would get I, I think that he's going to go straight, like he's going to go bridesmaid speech, which is you start off, you make a joke, you sort of yeah. lean into it. And then by the end, you start to get like, you get real and you're like, you know what? <laughs> like, he oh, yeah. I was at a wedding last weekend and the bridesmaid <laughs> speech, hopefully they're not listening, was really rough because <laughs> they were just reading off their phone the entire time. And like they were going super fast, trying not to mess up, but it was just like somebody reading off of their phone. And I'm like, put some passion into it, put some emotion into it. Do you think Jokic is going to read off of his phone? He might. I hope off of his phone. Come on. <laughs> oh, hold on, guys. Hold on. Hey, he's no, more I'm, likely I'm, to write it out on a parchment. <laughs> Uh, I do like what a deep cut of jo of a joke this is. His speech will be in Serb Serbian. Will all be SOL except for Alexander's <laughs> What a deep cut, man! You have to be like real in the weeds of uh, following the Nuggets to know the question. Just all Serbian. in Serbian. Just yeah. all in Serbian. It'd be hilarious. All right, so we have a couple. I I think that his will be weirdly emotional. Who's why am I getting an echo now? Who just changed their volume settings? All right, there we go. Mm -hmm. Better. Uh, do you think that he'll refer to Dreamcatcher as the real MVP? No, 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 no. In all seriousness, though, I do think, like, you know, one of my favorite championship endings was 2011 when uh, Dirk won. And do you remember he, like, ran away? And it was almost just like he broke his persona for a moment because, like, like he couldn't help it. And he had just had to, like, get out of the spotlight for a while. And it was just so, like, genuine and pure and everything else. I think Jokic might cry. I would put the odds, the DraftKings Sportsbook odds of Jokic crying during his oh speech. God. Maybe not a full-on ball, but like a little bit of a cry. I'm setting him at minus 110. Yo, I'm not strong enough for that. I can't handle that. If Jokic starts crying, what am I going to do? I'm going to start crying. Start crying, yeah. I'm going to oh be balling. Uh, I mean, honestly, I like we've never seen that from Jokic. So if we saw it, it would be like, wow. Um, That's okay. what I need. That's yeah. like when that, that one time your dad started crying and you're like, Whoa, what the hell's going on here? Uh, yeah, wow. I hope uh, – yeah, if, if, if Jokic cries, it's over for me. It's, it's, it's a wrap. If you, if you think – just think about, though, the story of his, like, ascent to the NBA. Um, you know, it is a really crazy story. And him, when he says, like – you know, a lot of guys will talk about striving for – like, I don't think Jokic really strove to be the MVP until maybe three years ago. And I think that's part of his Jokic story will just be – he didn't even want to be a basketball player. <laughs> Until he just was like, fine, fine. Yeah. I'll be the best goddamn basketball so, player on the planet. Fine. Here's the other question that I think is interesting is who will introduce him? Because it's always a big deal. Like, obviously, Kobe is getting in inducted this weekend, and Michael Jordan is going mm -hmm. to introduce him. And when Michael Jordan was inducted, David Thompson in in introduced him. Like, there, it's always a big deal who introduces you. Who do you think it will be for Nikola Jokic? To the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, you're right. That is the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, the MVP speech like, is a little different. I mean, different. we're you're right. the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can't do it at the same you're time. Right. You're right. <laughs> I, who, will be, who will be there with him? He's gonna. I'll tell you what. He's going to be a little disappointed if he has to, like, fly back to the U.S. from Serbia to accept this award. <laughs> what if he does it like, well, uh, the, uh, like the Michael Malone's, like, Nikola Jokic couldn't be here tonight, so I am excited to award on his You know, you know what would be awesome? You know what would be great? What, if oh. he's up there at the podium and he's got 
the entire Nuggets organization behind him. Oh, yeah. That's what I hope is the scene and the backdrop. He's got his family there and just the entire Nuggets organization, the whole roster, the coaches, the front office, the training staff, everybody behind him. That's what I hope the scene is. But will Gary Harris be there? Will will Mr. Former Nugget be there? Oh my goodness, Wancho too. Um, somebody oh, brought up Computer no. 16 has the best comment, and I completely forgot about this. He cried after being greeted by his fans in Serbia after the 16 Olympics. Do you remember this? It was when he went, I believe it's when he went back to Sambor and he was up on stage from Sambor, and and it was like, I mean, honestly, if, if you didn't already love him, which we all all here obviously did, if you didn't until that moment, like how could you not? He was so genuine. Like he got up there and it's funny, the story behind it was he wasn't expecting it. And that's part of why it wasn't like, he knew there'd be like a little gathering or whatever, but when he got there and saw the army of people and how much it meant to him, it just like, he lost it. And I would, I would be interested to ask him what that moment, like kind of to reflect on it, because I almost wonder if there was a switch flipped into him in that moment that was sort of a like, wow, I'm a big deal. You know, like, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. That's a great comment. I forgot about that moment. And you're absolutely right. It oh, was... he's, it, it's waterworks now. Now, now that yeah. I have been reminded of that, like it is guaranteed waterworks. Yeah. And I, well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not strong enough for this. I just think if he has all those people up there with him, he's going to look at Michael Malone and think, damn, this dude has been with me for the last six years. Like, this yeah. guy trusted me with this entire team, this entire offense. He's going to look at Tim Connolly and say, this guy changed my life. Like, this guy changed my life. Who knows what I'd be doing if he didn't select me? He's going to look at Felipe, the Nuggets strength coach, and be like, wow, I owe this dude a ton. This guy might be more responsible than anybody other than me for this MVP season. So I think if he looks at everybody and has that backdrop – the tears could be flowing. What do you think he'll, all right, I'm setting the line of him dressing up nicely for it at minus 150. Yes. So I think he will, but it's not a lot. Hold on a second. You say, hold on, hold on. You said yes, but let me, allow me to just remind you of one of the funniest photos in history. The MVP, (laughs) MVP Tim Duncan. (laughs) What if Jokic Jokic were this exact same getup? Dude, <laughs> to honor Tim Duncan. Look at those sandals. He didn't even have shoes on. Dude, when, when people like jokingly say jorts, like that's what they're yeah, talking about. That's what they're those talking are about. goddamn, those are jorts. <laughs> Just that bright red stop sign red shirt, man. Holy oh, smokes, God. that is incredible. I mean, there is a chance. Like Jokic has become a little bit more dressed, you know, buttoned up. Like we haven't seen the crazy facial hair and the sweatpants. Like he's started to dress a little bit nicer. So I think he'll dress him. I think he'll dress nice. But I wouldn't put it past him. Just, was... Go ahead. Probably just wear this suit from his wedding, right? Like he's got the one suit now. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. Is there any other angles of this that we can kind of anticipate here? Um, it, like who he'll shout shout out? Malone well, I, a I lot. Think- I think a big question is like if it's over Zoom or if it's in person. Like I think I, it'll I, be in person. I would yeah, really hope so. Yeah. And then I think they also do an MVP ceremony like on the opening home opener, you know, so the following yeah. season, which will be like, what a night. If I could buy oh, tickets to that now, yeah. well, I guess I don't need them. I get to go. But I, I think about that night for probably the first time that be 100% capacity, return of the season, MVP night for Yoke. Like, oh, my God. Pepsi oh, will be in. Nuggets are going to win by 50 points that night. Yeah. And, and yeah. Do, they get the, do they get to raise their NBA championship banner? Yeah, that they night? might be getting their raise that night, too. Same night. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy how many things happen all at once. Um, let's get to some other questions. I don't know if there's any other meat on that bone, although I'll probably think of something. Um, Josh Barnett asked, but it is That's a meaty one. I, I do feel like we'll revisit this before long. And then, of course, the speech will happen and we'll all be um, a, just a puddle. Uh, Josh Barnett asks, what does Jokic winning the MVP do for raising the profile of the franchise? Harrison pointed out in the ESPN future rankings that they had our market outside the top 10. Can one man turn the Nuggets into as big of a deal as a non-coastal team? as a non-coastal team can be. Um, so it's an interesting question. Does the Nuggets' profile amongst NBA fans elevate if they get an MVP? What do you think, Eric? Vic, the great Vic Lombardi talked about this when we had him on uh, in our very own DNVR lounge. He talked about how San Antonio was suddenly taken 
much more seriously. And so was Dallas uh, when when Dirk won. It's like, it absolutely like I mean, you think about Milwaukee in a in a way that you didn't before. Milwaukee was just sort of the place that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar left until right. recently, where it's now like a legitimate NBA destination, even though no one will go there. But the point being, it's like, um, you know, once you have actual legitimate indisputable NBA royalty that plays for a franchise, then that franchise gets kissed into that uh, upper tier. And then, you know, that, that, that then echoes for eternity. So absolutely. It's a huge deal. I mean, this is like why uh, all of Nuggets Twitter is just so quick to attack anyone that will, uh, you know, attack our idea of laying claim to Nikola Jokic as being the MVP because like really his winning it is like winning for all of us. Like we all yeah, totally like he, he's like, he's like getting a record deal and putting all of his boys on. And so like, that's <laughs> awesome. like, we're all going all along for the ride. We need this Jokic. I love that Eric feels like he gets his own track on the Jokic MVP <laughs> dude, soundtrack. I, I yeah. do. Maybe not a full track, but like I'll be on the posse cut. Like I'll get like a, a few, like I'll drop a couple bars. <laughs> all right. What do you think Harrison? I think Milwaukee's a great comparison. Um, similar markets, I feel like. Similar uh, places, just like it, it, on the casual NBA fan's mind. Um, but it's not like Milwaukee was getting free agents or marquee guys to come there after Giannis won the MVP. And I think it's kind of going to be the same in Denver. I, I think what it will be is um, like we saw in Milwaukee with them going all in for Drew Holiday with them just kind of being aggressive around the edges. The Nuggets, I think, will continue to be really aggressive in just building their roster and putting a championship team out there as long as Jokic is in his prime after he wins an MVP. But I don't think the Nuggets are going to suddenly turn into the the marquee free agent destination. No. They'll still get the Paul Millsaps, the Aaron Gordons no. of the world, um, but it, they're not going to turn into the place to be. So here's the thing that it does. There is a difference between – the Portland Trailblazers right now and the Oklahoma city thunder when they had Durant and Westbrook. And the difference was, I do think when you win an MVP and Milwaukee's a good example, but I think Oklahoma city is even better because they're out West. So we get are a little bit more familiar with them. Oklahoma city right now is just one of the smallest markets in the NBA with a fan base that is completely ignored by broad media. When they had Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook, it was known that Oklahoma city was one of the four or five markets that mattered even though it was Oklahoma City it was like all right well we got Miami and we've got LA and we've got the you know like whatever and I think if he wins and when he wins the MVP it will sort of solidify that okay Denver is going to be an important part of the NBA zeitgeist for the foreseeable future and that that's what it does I don't think it has any impact on like people playing for him I think that impacts already there by the way there's gonna be people that want to come to Denver they're not gonna be big names but there's gonna be people already just because of the style of play and like look Austin Rivers raving about Jokic and and the culture here I think honestly like that you're gonna see more and more of that but it's gonna be the Austin Riverses of the world it's not gonna be the you know Paul George isn't like rushing to get out of LA to come to Denver for the culture but um so anyway long story short I do think that when you win the MVP it's like okay Denver one of the cities in the club that we have to just remember now we're talking about going forward. So good question. It's it's just all about legitimacy. It gives you however deserved or however long, like you, at least you are officially on the map of having like one of the best players, which means you're a real NBA city. Um, Next question here comes from buckets. Um, Would love to know what you guys think about how the nuggets resonate locally It's kind of along the same lines, a little bit along the same lines. I know the Jamal injury sucks and games still aren't on Comcast. Big, 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 butt. Um, but Jokic is having an MVP season. What's the buzz like? Do people know MPJ is making the leap? Just trying to get a pulse of the city. What do you think? uh, Wind. Um, yeah, the, the, the Nuggets Q score in Denver has definitely gone up. And I think MPJ has been a big reason why. Um, his just leap this season, I think, has gotten a lot of casual fans in. I, I just know a lot of my buddies text me now like, oh, did you see what MPJ did? Did you see right. you know, this and that? 
You're like, um, no, I, I missed it. What do you do? You, well, that, but that's but that's the thing yeah. is that like MPJ doesn't have to be explained. Like Jokic, sometimes you kind of have to explain it to people. That's why right. they're like, you need a closer. Michael Porter, when he scores, everyone's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he scores like, really oh, well. Six threes, okay, really good shooter. Uh, yeah. Six ten, yeah, really good <laughs> rebounder. Like he can finish around the rim. It's not hard to see the, the talent there. Um, but still, though, it's not buzzing in Denver like it should be. It, it's not. And I, I really do think a lot of it comes back to the Comcast thing. And it sucks. It just really, really sucks because we got a lot of friends over at Altitude. But, I mean, everything that Altitude said about not being able to take a Comcast deal was wrong because they have been operating for two years now yeah. with no Comcast deal. So they definitely could have taken one. And they've just missed an enormous opportunity to build a huge part of this Nuggets fan base and to bring so many casual fans in because this is when you capture the minds and just the hearts of casual basketball fans in Denver when you know this team has really been on the come up for these last two years it's been like the most exciting basketball I've ever watched um, this team is incredible they've got incredible players with incredible stories who are like these awesome interesting people and so many people have missed out on it so I think it's I think the the buzz is growing, but these last two years have been a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, it's difficult because, like, we have not been able to interact with each other over the last year, which has been a little bit, you know, like, I, I don't know exactly, like, what the average Denverite thinks of Nicole Jokic because I've not been able to – I've not legally been able to interact with them for a year. Um, I know that in my little bubble, like it just could not be more fever pit, like the fever pitch could not be any any greater. Like it's just all Jokic all the time. Um, but I mean, I definitely think like I have noticed just in general, like I've just noticed a lot more like nuggetsy things. Like as as I do, sort of like get out and and go around a little bit. I'll I'll see people wearing hats or, or something, which has just never happened before because uh, baby blue on a grown man is just something that you just never want to see. Right. So um, the rebrand huge for that. Um, luckily, like a lot of those uh, bubble games were, uh, you know, available nationally, so you were able to see them. Um, you're right, though. I mean, the the one thing I will say, like just anecdotally, when I first got into the Avalanche way back when, when the, the year that they won the cup, I didn't really start watching them until about uh, ten games left in the season, and I like got into it, and then I started watching them in the playoffs, and like that was enough. Like it it kindled enough in me that I became like a huge Avalanche fan. So I feel like even though most people have not been able to watch the season, like if the nuggets show well in the playoffs like that will be enough to like sort of carry um that that torch and then Jokic wins the mvp i, I feel like that will be the the powder keg that like really sets the city off yeah so this comment by manny i think is really interesting he said i followed more games by your twitter feed than actually watching games this season and, <laughs> and, and manny's not alone i mean one of the problems that the nba has right now is that you can be a diehard fan of the NBA without ever watching games. And a lot of people are. It's not just Manny. Now, I know most of the people that tune into the show are just like they watch the games, they immediately go to the post game, and then they read the article. Like they're just in the Nuggets universe nonstop. But there are a lot of people who are like, why would I watch? It's like baseball. This is how yeah. this is how I consume baseball. I don't watch baseball games. My God, how boring! I would is that? say I would say you don't consume baseball. <laughs> well, I, no, I do check in. I like okay, what's ha- like like the yeah, broad yeah. story? You know, like one week. Like okay, what happened this week? You know, oh, they're 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 going last. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, but that but that's the extent of it. And I think a lot of people follow the NBA maybe closer than that. But it's like I'm not going to watch the game. I'm just going to watch the Dawkins highlight video, and then I'm going to check out Twitter and see what funny things were posted or whatever. And that's just the extent of it. So, but I also think that that's in part a symptom of how hard it is to watch the nuggets now, especially if you're, you know, because I agree anecdotally, all of my friends are way more into them. I hear more people asking me about them, this or that, but they just lost a real opportunity with the Broncos being bad. Think about how many things came together for the nuggets to like hit a home run <sighs> and they just like keep staring at pitches and like fouling it off the bat. And huh, like, I guess you are a baseball guy. Listen, yeah, man, you guys hear what analogy. I just did there a little, yeah, there's still the play. It's like a 17 <laughs> pitch here. I guess it's a good thing. No, but they, um, 
you know, the Broncos have been bad and irrelevant for five years now. The Broncos um, haven't just been bad. They've been unwatchable. They're like they the most boring. boring team in the NFL. Dysfunctional, boring, all of these different things. And like sports fans are just looking for something to, to do. Um, and, and then, you know, having Jokic, having Michael Porter, having a great story to be told that like we're telling that story. And, you know, Mike Singer is telling that story. And like there's been people that have been trying to tell that story. But the fact that you're not rewarding and just capturing this was a year. This should have been a five-year loss leader for the Cronkie organization because how much could they really have lost in getting everybody addicted to the damn nuggets? And they just have no. Well, the problem the problem for them is that they the deal that they would have signed would have been like over such a period and set then a precedent for deals down the line. Right. Like, it, it would have been catastrophic. Like the Comcast, like I, I know that everybody hates the Cronkies because they're million billion bazillionaires, but like Comcast it was operating in such bad faith and was operating in a way that was essentially colluding with other uh, providers. Like I, I think it's so disgusting the way that Comcast went about all this. Like I could just go on and on. Um, but at the same time, if you did, if if some like aspect of your business is like you're taking an L for you can't tank your entire client base because of that. And that's the thing with them. In my opinion is we're two years into this and it's like, guys, totally. the best two year, honestly, arguably the two best two year run the nuggets have ever had without question. And, and it's just been behind, behind closed doors. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely want someone from Comcast to go to prison. Like I, like yeah. I think that that, that is the, the end to this that I want to see happen. Yeah. Or just jumped. That would be good too. I know. Um, so <laughs> Moving on, I love this question. It came from the homie Eric. Um, it's a quick one, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll do rapid fire. But Eric asked, real question. He had to clarify because it's so ridiculous. Is there a situation where Portland and Denver are both trying to lose the final game of the season based on matchups? <laughs> I thought about this, and I don't think that there is because Portland in any situation losing would move them down, and Denver losing would also keep them or move them down to that you know to hold them at four. And if they're trying to lose, they would want they would want to be in for. I don't think they want to play the Clippers, the Suns, or you know, um, or or Utah. So I think I don't I don't think there is a scenario. But I'm rooting for the fact that there could be. Maybe there's one I haven't thought of, and I'm like, hell yeah! No, they, if we if the the Nuggets try out a starting lineup of like Marcus Howard and Vladko, yeah. and that's it, just a two man. It's just going to be Marcus <laughs> Howard and Anthony Simons, just giant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just a one on one. <laughs> I would love to see like a final two minutes tie game, two teams trying to lose and just see who can get more creative. Like Michael Malone's running a play for bowl bowl to come off of three screens and turn around jump. You're just like, all right, why not? Let's try it. Yeah, it's Draw, a, it's a, drawing up the dumbest play possible. Yeah. It's that episode of South park where the kids just like want to lose. Cause they don't want to play baseball anymore. And both teams are <laughs> trying to lose. So like, yeah. but I, I think most likely it's going to be Portland winning that game and the nuggets losing. And like, that could be the four or five. And I, in that scenario, Denver's just not going to show anything. So yeah. it's, it literally might be a bunch of plays we've never run before. And we're never going to run again for a bowl bowl and Marcus Howard would be great. I'm, with it. I'm so with it. All right, let's take our last break on the other side. Rapid fire answering questions. We got like try to get through like 10 more of these questions. A super pumped to have these guys back on board. Illegal Pete's. <laughs> we were just there the other day. Walked yeah. down to uh, Illegal Pete's right on Colfax, just a couple blocks from the DMVR bar. Got some lunch. Um, they've got some really good deals going on right now. Uh, they've got the sound check promotion ongoing at all locations. Offers a free draft beer or house mark with the purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same day ticket to any event. Uh, so if you're going to a Nuggets and Abs game, stop into Illegal Pete's. Yeah, uh, get yeah, a free beer all 7, or mark. Of you now. Yeah, yeah, double the amount of people should be going into <laughs> Illegal Pete's for this deal. Um, they've got happy hour at all locations from three to six p.m. every day, every single day. One dollar off all drafts. One dollar off. A house and coin style margs, tons and tons of deals uh, at Illegal Pete's. And again, if you're at the DNVR bar, there's an Illegal Pete's right down the street. So make sure to check that out. Also this weekend, UFC 262, Adam's favorite fighter, the toughest man in the world, Nate Diaz is fighting. Uh, he's fighting poor, poor Michael Chandler. Um, <laughs> Wait, but Adam, Adam loves Canelo and Nate Diaz. I feel like he's it's like a little racist. 
I'm Hispanic, bro. What do you want me to say? That's what I mean. You only like the Hispanic guys with the age. (laughs) Canelo has the power, man. You see that that uppercut? (laughs) What you have to do if you want to bet on one of those fighters, pick either Nate Diaz or Michael Chandler to win. You bet $1 on one of those guys. If they win, you win 100 bucks. Boom. Easy. Just like that. Uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, when you got bad info. Code. Nate Diaz got pushed back. We're just learning this. The read needs updated now. How wild. Oh, Nate Diaz what? is not fighting? Oh, what Damn. a drag. Well, still, still stands. You just get to bet on the main event. Still the same yeah, deal. I guess, I guess you want to bet on Chandler now? I guess you want to bet on Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, use promo code DN when you sign up. Turn $1 into $100. Uh, when you bet on the main card fighter to win, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And finally, Strava Craft Coffee. You guys can get 25% off your first order of Strava at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code DNVR25. Strava Craft Coffee, packed with CBD, can help relieve long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, lots of other aches and pains. Get it for 25% off with your first purchase with the code DNVR25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. All right, final segment here. We're going to try to go rapid fire. You guys got to be quick. Eric, no more of these long, rambling answers, okay? You got to be. I listen. I like to, you know what? You're right. I'll do it. I'll be quiet. (laughs) Um. What guys on the team currently, other than Jokic, Murray, and Porter, would you like to see on the team? He says for the next four years, but let's just call it long term. I mean, you know, which which guys are like you want them there, other than the big three? You mean like Mister Nugget? <laughs> <laughs> well, Monte Morris. Well, all right, let's hear it. You Monte want Monte Morris, Morris on baby. the team for the next four? I know that's this is the thing about this question is like I honestly love every Nugget, but when you <laughs> think about it, dude. Every nugget's good, but but also, you know, you just like them. You've grown to really – I think you should like the players on your team and root for That's what makes it fun. But if you're really thinking, like, no, it's integral to the team, or as Wynn says, integral, do, who do you need to have – like, which guys make that list that you're like, man, they can't lose? Uh, Faku? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Wow, outside of Faku those, is outside, four. He's cool. Outside of those three, dude. Outside of the three, I mean, I don't know. I feel like – Outside of just my the, my emotional ties to everybody, I mean, it, it, we've lost every other member of the team at yeah. some point. And like, you yeah. can just put like different people around Jokic, and then they magically they're good. So I just love Monte Morris. I want him to be part of my life. I, I like uh, Faku Kapaso because he's enjoyable. But you know, we really just need those three, baby. Okay, I've got one. Um, PJ Dozier, composure. PJ Dozier. Just 24 years old, six foot six, can play three different positions. He's going to be the next Will Barton for this team if he sticks around. I feel like Will Barton signed with the Nuggets. Seems like it's coming to an end. I really hope PJ Dozier is going to get signed to another contract extension after this because I just feel like he's the piece offensively, defensively, who can play with tons of lineups, who already has some nice chemistry with some guys on this roster. We obviously like know he's a good dude, Pete Composure. I really feel like he can be a long-term piece around the big three. Hmm. I, I do too. It, it's I'm with Eric though. It does feel like you could find another PJ Dozier. Might not be exactly the same skill set, but you're gonna find a guy that has flaws, has strengths, and 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 you you know you go from there. So this one is tough. I will say somebody brought this up, and and I think it's a great one. Michael Malone. I know that's not quite roster, but the roster it would feel so. If the, when the Nuggets win, hopefully it's not for 15 years, but when the Nuggets lose Jokic, it'll just be like, okay, definitively different era. I said 15 years from now, okay? Like I don't want to talk about this, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll obviously be a different era. But if they lost Murray, it would also feel like a different era. And if they lost Michael Porter, it would definitely feel like a different era. If they lost Michael yeah. Malone, I think it would also feel just different. Like It would be like, oh, Malone is a core member of this, this team now. And I think Tim Conley is as well. If they lost mm-hmm. Tim Conley, I too would be like, well, I don't know. The, the soul of the team is not quite there. Yeah, we already know what it feels like to play post-Jamal Murray, and it sucks. It's been the second, <laughs> half, of the, second half of the second half of the season. I, I will say, though, it's funny that you say this, and I don't – I this just – this is like my immediate reaction. I might grow to, to not believe this, but I do think my next 
one might be Faku. And it, it's tough because I don't know if Faku, like four years from now, like what he will be. But I do like the idea of just another like European underdog, undersized guy comes and becomes part of like the Patty Mills of the, of the Nuggets, you know, where he's yeah. just around like the steady low value. You know, you're not paying a ton of money, but he's the steady backup guy. I, I kind of I'm with it. JJ Barea, like the just the, yeah. the, the guy yeah. that like, you play, and you're like, oh my god, I forgot about JJ Barea. This well, sucks. Fred Van Fleet. We're just naming <laughs> short backup point guards. They <laughs> <laughs> do like Muggsy Bogues. No, it's like Muggsy Bogues. You know, so much like that. Even Earl Boykins yeah. was here for forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Faku is not European. That, that's a good. That's a very good uh, uh, detail, Carlos. Faku is not European. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny how much we always. We always talk about it as like the Europeans, and he's just—he's <laughs> Argentine. We are such yeah. ugly Americans. It's disgusting. It's just right over there, down down below. Uh, all right, rapid fire, rapid fire. Um, and by the way, Aaron Gordon, like I really like him. It'll be interesting to see what his long-term outlook in Denver looks like. It just—he has the star sort of label on him, even though he's clearly not. And I just. I think whatever it is, his value will be to Denver a year and a half from now will probably be below whatever it is he can command in the open market. So that'll be how the hell are you going to say rapid fire, rapid fire, then go ambling on about Aaron Gordon? And one other thing, one other thing about it is, (laughs) I like this suggestion from Evan. I'm I can get behind this actually. She get Millsap a five year, fifteen million, and have him only play home games. (laughs) It would be hilarious if the Nuggets re up Millsap this offseason. It's on the table. It's on the table that he's back. Um, Matthew Kamara writes. Uh, oh no, no, that was that last one was Matthew Kamara. Real Icarus, the most optimal playoff path for the Nuggets, in your opinion. What is it? The most optimal path. I'll let you go this one first, Harrison. So I think it's the one they're almost looking at right now. I, I think it'd be the Mavs in the first round, and then you get the Jazz in the second round. And then you you're not playing like the Lakers or the Clippers until the Western Conference Finals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's honestly it's honestly setting up to be the optimal path. Um, I, I it really it's setting up to be on paper the easiest path the Nuggets have had, you know, probably yeah. since uh, 2019. Um, but like they don't obviously have you know a healthy roster. But I think it's setting up to be pretty optimal. What do you think, Eric? It's funny to me that we just like because of the way that we hate everybody looking at Denver, we just do to the Jazz. We're just like, like, what about those Clippers? All we do is beat the Clippers. We just keep losing the Jets. We're just like anything to avoid those goddamn Clippers. But um, yeah, I mean, shit, I don't know. Like anything that doesn't involve the Lakers, I feel like is uh, is our best uh, our best path. Yeah, I think for me, I actually it's funny because I've been saying Dallas. I got a, a note from somebody um, whose opinions I respect very greatly, who thought that Portland was by far the easier matchup to Dallas. Um, both of them, you know, f- should feel somewhat confident with Denver against and be tough, but they can get it done. Um, so I might even say Portland, although I, I personally, if you ask me, I still feel Dallas. I still feel like Dallas is the one like Jokic is going to eat so much in that series. And then, um, secondly, it's probably impossible now, but I, I would have said a Phoenix. I think Denver probably has a better chance against Phoenix than Easily. they would against Utah. I feel so, so bad for the poor Phoenix Suns, man. I feel oh, bad. Drawn, drawn the Lakers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm I just telling you, bad. dude, there's something to be said for them. Who cares? You, you just look at the fights. Hey man, I'm just saying. You look at the t- like Utah and Phoenix, the two small markets, and everybody's like the Mountain Time Zone. It's a it's death for ratings. We got to get those guys out, and it might actually happen with the Warriors and Lakers. Just be it's like I, I actually do feel bad for Devin Booker's gonna be like, oh, this is what the playoffs are like. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Steph but Curry like, or LeBron just but, dunking on him. But the Suns like didn't even make the playoffs last year. Now suddenly they're the one seed. Like I don't care. I hope they get bounced their first playoff run. Like they, I, they make it- man. I don't feel this way at all. I, I like have a weird, I'm telling you, it's the weirdest feeling I'm feeling these feelings I have, which are, I, I'm <laughs> feeling empathy for the Utah jazz and I'm trying to make sense of them. I'm like, what, really? what is going on here? Why do I feel? I mean, cause I hate the evil empires of the world, man. I just, that's, that's what I hate. I hate the, you know, I want the regular season to matter. And like the Utah jazz finally getting over the hump and getting the one seed and then getting smacked by the Lakers or warriors to me. It's just like, it's something real. Just, Oh, I lived through the George Carl era. Warriors though. 
Man. The Jazz are good. Man, like, you the they, yeah. And well, I'm Bojan sure Donovan Bogdanovich. Mitchell coming back to play his first game in uh, over a month will be, it, as game one of that series will go just fine. I'm sure there's no issues there. Um, so I, I think that's it. And then I think thirdly, taking on the the uh, Clippers, there's just Denver has something to the Clippers, and 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 you know I do think that's a favorable matchup. And then if you go to the other side, I kind of feel like it's Milwaukee. If you had to pick between. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, the the Nets are the worst one. Like the Nets, I just feel like would tough. Um, You know, Philadelphia would be would be tough as well. And then I feel like the Bucks are the team I look at and I go, "Ooh, they can get him." I I think they could be Milwaukee for sure. Every every Nuggets Bucks game is like one forty to one forty five too. I want I want pure narrative, dude. I want. So do you want? I told you it. This is on the table. I want the Blazers. I want the Clippers. I want the. I mean, I don't. There's want nothing. The there's no revenge for the Clippers, though. Like that. And there's that's their revenge. The revenge oh, tour. I, I want. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no, no. The Clippers. The revenge tour. I'm telling you right Blazers, now. It's the Blazers. Jazz. Nope, not Jazz. They beat the Jazz. There's no Jazz revenge tour. It's Blazers, then Warriors, then oh. Lakers, then Nets. You know, Blazers beat them two years ago. Lakers beat them last year. Uh, Golden State beat them the time before that, and the Nets beat them the only time Denver's ever been to the finals, the ABA finals. They lost to the Nets, so it'd be the full No, well, a it better narrative always... would be seven, the 76ers. Come on, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's not always... would be better than the Nets. It's yeah. not always revenge, it's just like, what is the better story like? Like, who, who do we have the most acrimonious uh relationship with? And the 76ers in the final would be the greatest thing that ever happened if we won, or the worst thing that ever, ever happened if we lost. <laughs> Last yeah. question we'll get to here because we didn't do a very good job of wrapping up. <laughs> Which role player can you see going off one game and winning us a playoff game? Which role player most likely? So obviously this is not Porter, not Jokic. Which guy goes off? I mean, it's got to be Faku. <laughs> you can see Faku going off. What is going off for Faku? Five steals? Like 19, 20 points, three or four threes. Five steals, five assists, five rebounds. Can you see it? Can you see it? I can see, but you know what the right answer is? Is it's either Aaron Gordon or Austin Rivers. I think the right answer is Faku. I I think it might be Faku too. I think Faku is the guy. Like (laughs) it's weird to think of him as a high points. Like I I could see Faku having a game where he clearly is the MVP of the game and wins it for him, but the stat line is like 13 points, you know, he's gonna go go four or ten from three, but four from the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, exactly. All in the fourth quarter. He the numbers won't look great. It'll be like 14 points, seven assists, you know, whatever, but he'll be so clear that he turned the game but i'm saying like aaron gordon could like suddenly go off for 38 like he did somehow in in uh could he could he, he, like, he's, done it, he's done it this season just not for us like for orlando like i um he'd you know, be the like, most inter- interesting i think yeah like if he suddenly came and like with real like top level energy and he just started like yamming on dudes where you're like oh shit he was like <laughs> conserving energy the whole time this is amazing it might be austin rivers too he austin would probably be my second candidate. candidate he can fill it up from three so you can imagine a world where he starts a game five for five or something and Denver's up 20 because he just broke him you know or whatever so we owe, I we, owe somebody, we owe someone a rodney hood treatment <laughs> can you imagine how mad the utah jazz are <laughs> we couldn't beat him because of austin rivers <laughs> two games he goes austin, austin rivers pj dozier who the hell is pj dozier um but yeah uh man i'm rooting for fuck it's funny when you do this how few team like players there are that you're like oh yeah they could do it because i'm like could we could we really get this from i don't know who uh could we could we get this from jamichael green probably not like Michael Marine might have three or four threes, but he's not going to like break a game. Yeah. Um, really same goes for Shaq Harrison. Monte Morris maybe hits some threes, but I don't know if he breaks a game with his scoring. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. Yeah. <laughs> be really yeah, tough. It's not many options. Really, it's, really, it's really either Aaron Gordon, Austin Rivers, or Faku Capazzo. Those are the answers. You want to know the best answer, though? What? Who? Will Barton. What? Will Barton. I mean, what? like right now, we don't know if he's coming back. We don't know if he'll be healthy, and I don't at all expect it. But how great would it feel? Pivotal game five, two-two series. Holy Will Barton smoke. has a career high thirty-five against I've, I've all. I've been talking about how great it would be for Will Barton to go off in a playoff game for three years now. 
<laughs> he keeps getting hurt. I know. Uh, it would be. It would have been great every single it time. Would be great, yeah. It would be great. It happened once in 2019. Once. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for doing this. These live mailbags at night are fun. I know our friends down under appreciate the time. Our friends in Serbia appreciate the time, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a double header coming up. Thursday and Friday, we're going to be right there in the DNVR bar previewing the game. Don't miss the pregame show. Postgame wrap-ups, those are always fun, especially Thursday and Friday nights. So you're going to want to tune into those. Also, new shirts. If you've been wanting one of our shirts, I don't even have a shirt. I should have uploaded one. And you know what? I'll go ahead and say it. We might drop a new one tomorrow. You never know. I've got two. I sent two to the printer. I sent three to the printer today. So we might have another one to unveil. And um, I think you're going to like it, Argentina. Not going to tell you. (laughs) Argentina. (laughs) No one else. Not Europe. Argentina. Thanks. Hit the like button on your way out, guys. Adios. Let me see if I remember how. I never remember how to get out of here. Is this the button? No, that's not the right one. That's that's not the right one. There it is. If you're not signed up for Hassle Cattle Company, man, are you missing out. Uh, Right now at Hassle Cattle Company, DNVR listeners can get 10% off with the code DNVR10 at HassleCattleCompany.com. And all orders over $200, you get free shipping as well. Hassle Cattle Company delivers anywhere in the USA. So even if you're listening to this somewhere other than Colorado, which a lot of our listeners are, uh, they will ship to you. Hassle Cattle Company, they've got the best Wagyu beef around. They call their beef the Blue Collar Wagyu, and they've got everything. They've got New York Strip, Beef Bacon, Wagyu Frank. They've got Wagyu Smoked Sausage. They've got even jerky flavors. They've got everything, and you can get delivered right to your door. Head to HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off your order.